the Business Savvy Singer. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer podcast, brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. Today, I have a lovely lady with me, talented, smart, Her name is Ray Myra Hilliard, and what a treasure and what a treat we are in for today to chat with her. Hi, Ray Myra. How are you? I am doing quite well, Greta. Good to see you. Good to see you. you. Yes. More audio podcast. Yes, it's more of an audio podcast, but but we are actually looking at each other, which is lovely. Yes. 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 Okay, so I want to know, how did you begin singing? Where did did your musical journey start? Well, you know, I grew up in, uh, I I had had an uncle. (laughs) I had an uncle. He was a musician, um, originally from Buffalo, New York, and he was very well known in the New York State area. Um, I would have to say, you know, I tell everybody, if I had my pinky's worth of what he had, I would be, I would be something. Wow. And (laughs) what was his name? What was his name? His name was Donald. 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 And he used to always say Donald Lamar Hilliard the first. Now mind you, he never married. He never had children. So we didn't really have to worry about the second, (laughs) but he made sure it was Donald Lamar Hilliard. That is very cute. That's cute. Yeah. So, um, he was, and we all, when I say all myself, my cousins, um, we took lessons from him. We took piano wow. lessons from him. Wow. Um, I was, uh, I pretty much stuck with piano really up until almost uh, junior year, senior year in high school. Oh. And everyone expected, uh, and you know, I sang in the school choir. I sang in the, in the church choir, okay. but I never took voice lessons and I'll never forget, you know, when you get to the age where you're able to sit down with your elders and actually like have conversations with them, yes. like, you know, like friendly conversations. Yes. And so I was an adult and like I said, he first taught me and for me, he was it. Right. Wow. I, I met so many incredible musicians through him mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, he's the end all be all. And I told him, I said, when he stopped teaching me piano, I took that. You know, young kids, we don't know. Yeah. You know, we, we just see the world from our eyes only. Yes. When he stopped, and I, I, I was able to share this with him before he died. And I said, you know, when you stopped teaching me, I thought that meant I was terrible. Oh. I didn't think I was any good. Yeah. Because you, you weren't teaching me anymore. Yeah. And I was like, oh. So why am I doing this? But, you know, not knowing, like I said, grown, when I shared that with him, he just looked at me. He said, 
are you serious? He goes, I had taught you all that I knew. Wow. And wow. I needed to pass you on to someone who could teach you more. Yeah. I said, wow. now see, I'm seeing it from this side. Right. And now that I know your side, <laughs> I right. might have. Yeah. You know, things, things happen for a reason. Sure. And I was, I was a high school student when I had mentioned to him, you know, I want to take voice lessons. Yeah. And when I, told, when I told him again, he laughed. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I can't say. <laughs> Come to find out again, years wow. later, the adult conversation. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, no, I laughed. He said, because we had to fight you to play piano, <laughs> to keep up your piano lessons. You were taking violin. I took violin for like five, six years. Mm-hmm. He goes, we had to fight you. To practice your voice. So when you said you wanted to take voice, I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know? And now I was like, oh, okay, I, I see that. Yeah. And it was actually, funny enough, my first bachelor's was from Oberlin College. Ah, okay. And I wasn't a music major. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. and I see, you know, I tell my students, young and dumb, I see, everybody expected me to go to college for music. Everybody yeah. expected me to be uh, a major in piano. But like I said, I had kind of lost the confidence and yeah. didn't think I was, you know, wow. that, that good. Yeah. So, no, I wasn't going to school for wow. music. You know? But I was like, I was like, no, I'm not going to school for music. Wow. So what was your major there at Oberlin? I was a phys ed major ah! with, a, with a math minor. How oh, I, that? Wow. Now that's quite a combination. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. But, you know, what was funny and uh, being a phys ed major at that time, I was an athlete, you know, granted division three, but still. Yeah. One of my uh, friends, my athletic friends, she um, she was on the synchronized swimming team. Ah. And she was she was two years ahead of me. And uh, and I started taking voice lessons with her while I was at Oakland. Um, and she was a senior. Wow. So that's when I started taking lessons. Isn't and when funny? I came home from, uh, when I graduated from Oakland, my uncle had started his music school. It was okay. called Buffalo Arts and Music School. Okay. And uh, tuition free. Wow. Uh, everything was, you know, grants. We were you know, trying to get grants yeah. for it. And it was in, it was in our neighborhood. Okay. So we had, you know, pretty much all black children. We had a few white children that came through. Um, Many of them didn't stay. Yeah. You know, you know, we're used to being in an uncomfortable situation. If you want to think of it that way, you're right, but it doesn't flip over. You're right. It does not. You're right. Um, I would do sectional rehearsals uh, for the altos because at the time I was singing alto. And like I said, his two other, three other high school, no, college graduates that worked with him as well. And these were students that had studied with him, you know, throughout their high school years. and mm-hmm. So we had uh, a choir that had as young as fourth graders up until folks that were in their 20s, wow. you know, grown adult folks. Wow. So, um, and I started taking voice lessons through there. So I was like, well, I'm, I want to take, yeah. this, you know, it's all free, right? Yes, why not? Why not? So that's when I had started taking uh, voice lessons. Wow. And oddly enough, that was the beginning of my journey into, quote unquote, becoming a singer yeah. you know, or, 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 or working towards that. But yeah, and it, like I said, it was in the 80s when I went to hear Thomas Hampson with wow. my uncle. And, and it was right at the beginning of his Songs of America tour. Wow. And I was just, I was really, I was very disheartened that, 
he didn't do, I was like, he could have done a spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because we yeah. did have people of color. Yeah. <laughs> in this whole, yeah, you know, people writing music. Right. Right. And, um, and, and that never left me, as you can tell, mm-hmm. that never left me. Mm-hmm. So when I went ahead and uh, went back to school, I decided to go back to school um, and earn a, a second bachelor's. Mm-hmm. And I did it in the performing arts. So I was theater, music, and dance. Wonderful. And and then went on to grad school directly from there. Wonderful. That, that bug started. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was like, "Hey, wait a minute! <laughs> We're always doing, you know, Mahler and Strauss yeah. and Handel and Mozart. Yeah. You know, what about what about William Grant Still? Yeah. What about Margaret Bonds? What about you know all of these people? So after graduating, and I met Daryl Taylor, uh, my my last summer in Iowa. This was at the University of Northern Iowa because okay. he had been what well, he was on the uh he was a candidate to be hired uh for uh teaching. Voice. Okay. Okay. So I snuck in um and I don't know if you've heard Dr. Raymond Thomas Jones at the time another uh black t- tenor. Yes. He was uh head of the music department at ah, UNI. Okay. And I had actually studied with him for a couple of years. Um before he went there. Okay. So that was that, all that connection. Wow. And so I met Dr. Taylor there, Daryl there, and I snuck into his his uh, his uh, uh, um, recital that he did for the faculty. Wow. But, um, and as it happens, later on that year, I was invited back to their, uh, to UNI to sing. Okay. And talking with uh, Dr. Taylor there and everything. And he, he was like, so who are you studying with? I was like, I haven't found anybody. I'm wow. having a hard time finding somebody. And I had moved, you know, to the Chicago area. Yeah. And he was like, really? Hmm. <laughs> he said, well, hold on a minute. And I think what he did, he got in touch with, William Warfield was still living at the time. Wow. He got in touch with William, because I don't. I think every black singer knew him. Oh, Uncle Bill, yeah. everybody knew him. And he came back to me and he says, uh... William Warfield gave me this name. You need to contact her when you get there. And you know Edna. Do you remember Edna Williams? Yes. 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 She was my first voice teacher. Wow, here. no kidding. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, and again, connections, connections, yeah. connections. connections. Yeah. And, yeah. and particularly in the black community, in the classical music realm, the connections are so close together. Yes. 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 It's really, really and, something. Yes, yes. And, you know, and one thing that I wanted to mention, I don't think I did in the presentation, was also just how important the church was. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. You know, um, both in just honing your skills, giving you a a platform to use your skills Mm -hmm. and to hone them. But they were very supportive. Yeah, building that community and supportive of each other. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. That's great. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your singing. Where where do you sing? What do you sing? What are some of your favorite roles or your favorite type of, of art song or whatever? I, I know the African-American art songs are, are something that you love, but, yeah. you know, but, yeah. but tell us a little bit about your singing. Well, right now, I'm, I'm at the age. <laughs> I'm at that age. I, you know, I don't do opera anymore. Okay. Um, when I first moved here, I was doing the whole circuit the auditions, and I was fortunate to actually get some things, but you know, and it, it you can't deny it. We do age out. We oh, don't sure. really age out. The, the judging community right. ages us out. 
right. Like, you're right. just kind of look at you and be like, you're how old? Yeah. Okay, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, so I, I work now to just, um, well, was until, you know, we all are going through that change. Yeah. Um, to do recitals. Okay. I wanted to, my goal was to do at least two recitals every year. Okay. Um, and up until recently, I was always including composers of color. Okay. Um, on my recitals. Now, in terms of other stuff that I love to sing, I love to sing, well, my voice likes to sing. We will say that. <laughs> my voice likes to sing Mozart. Okay. Um, I love to sing Handel. Um, I also love Strauss. Wonderful. Uh, Mahler. Yeah. Um, Schumann, I was never big on Schubert. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that was more of a rebel thing. Oh, Because yeah. everybody sings Schumann. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm not going to sing Schumann. <laughs> That's I'm great. I'm going to sing Schumann. That's you great. Know? That's so great. So I think it was, a, it was more of a, a rebel thing. But yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, working to uh, do more recitals that is all composers of color. I just did one. I teach um, adjunct. At the University of St. Francis. Okay. And this past February, I, 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 it was one of the recitals that I was most proud of that I've done. And um, I picked my music, as you were asking, um, especially in terms of I'm looking at a program. I'm mm -hmm. always thinking programmatic. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I generally come up with a theme, and I just want to make sure that the texts that I'm singing falls into the, the, the overall theme. Uh, yes. So text is very big for me. Yeah. Even though melody is what I really remember. I have to yeah. work hard to memorize text. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to work hard to memorize melody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. But um, and everybody's like, but you're a singer. I said, I know. Yeah. But I have to work hard to keep my work. <laughs> yeah. And you know, a lot of singers are like that. A lot yeah. of singers are like that. Yeah. Yeah, they struggle with the with the lyrics or the text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, but th this this recital I did this past January, it wasn't the first time I did all composers of color or specifically Black American composers. This my theme for this one, and you, we all know what was happening or what is happening or yeah. has been continued to happen, but it's just getting so much more press. Yeah. My, my recital was themed, My View of America. Wow. And I won it, but I couldn't get the rights or, you know, oh. there was a great picture I had found on the internet mm -hmm. of the Statue of Liberty mm -hmm. cut, wow. like dissected. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, you had the head up here, you had the wow. arm over here. I thought, that, I said, that powerful. picture says a lot. Yeah, very powerful. Very yeah. powerful. But that's kind of what I was trying to do a little bit in yeah. this recital. Yeah. Um, I didn't do everything with a, with a rebel mindset. Yeah. Um, but it was, like I said, it was all, it was all black American composers. But I, I kind of, the end of the first half, I don't know if you've ever heard Adolphus Hale Stork's Songs of Justice. No, I have not. I'll have to check that out. What he does is he breaks down uh, Martin Luther King's speech wow. that he had. I think it was at Dexter Baptist Church. Okay. And he uses different sayings from that speech in those three songs. Three? Four. Four songs. Four songs. Mm -hmm. In there. And it's, it's, it's a beast. Wow. It's a beast. Well, I'll have and, to check and, that and out. And if you listen to it on YouTube, I would highly recommend listening to Louise Toppin's recording okay. of it. Okay. Okay. 
Um, what a beautiful is, singer she is. Beautiful is, singer. Oh, my is. gosh. Yeah. Um, and I think the recording of her on YouTube is with orchestra. So oh, like, lovely. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, so that one, and that one really does kind of slap you in your face. Yeah. What, uh, first three songs. Wonderful. And the last song brings it kind of back around where wow. you know, we've, got, we've got nothing to do but love each other. Wow. That's that is great. what Jesus commanded us to do yeah. and that is what we need to do. So That's it's a great fantastic. way to end it. Wonderful. Um, well, we will put that in our show notes so that people can, you know, put a link there so people can go to hear that because it sounds yes. very powerful. It sounds it, wonderful. It, 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 it really is. Yeah. Hard is all you I bet. Hell's <laughs> Stork is no joke. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting yeah. here with the metronome Wow. It is hard. I bet. But it's powerful. Wow. I can't wait to hear it. I'm looking forward to it. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the second half, I opened, you know, Regina. Yes. Regina Harris Bayoki. Yes. Her Hurston songs, which come actually were a part of her opera, No One's Child. But she pulled those two out and made them um, a cycle in itself. Wow. And, And those were based on the writings of Zora Neale Hurston. Okay. And as I was reading her writings, I was like, this lady, for her being born for when she was yeah. in the early 20th century, I said, oh, she was bold. Oh, yeah. She yeah. was so bold. Yeah. You know? It's wonderful. I was like, oh, she wasn't scared. She yeah. would take whatever came her way. Yeah. And you hear that in those two songs mm-hmm. uh, that she did. So I opened up the second half with those um, because I was like, yeah, we need to, we need, we need this. Oh we yeah, need this now. yeah, and people really, really expressed themselves and really had voice. Music was a way for yeah. them to really express their thoughts and feelings and hurts and all of those things. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, and then, but you know what always gets people is that, um, and the first time I heard the spiritual was the Kathleen Battle Jesse Norman. Um, was it the Carnegie Hall with yes. uh, Levine on the podium? Yes. Uh, um, Lord, how come me here? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And put a what link was to that really too. cool about that is I had some of my family was there, so that was really nice. Oh, cool. And, and a, a couple of my students were there, but everybody else in the audience were pretty much community members who support wow. the universe and everything. Wow. And I'll never forget leaving this one gentleman he came up to me he says uh i have never heard this music mm-hmm. and i don't understand why i've never heard this yep. music. and it's good good quality music sophisticated exactly. complicated complex a yes. lot of things you know yes and it's just a shame that people are not more exposed to it exactly yeah and that means getting more people to do it yeah you're right you know you're right absolutely absolutely well i would like to tell my listeners that i attended a seminar recently where ray myra presented and oh boy was it fabulous you know i thought well you know i'll go and support my friend and you know be there i'll you know i'm sure i'll pick a few things up oh boy i learned so much and heard such great music that i had never heard before and just uh, learned about uh, female composers. This was about uh, female composers of color. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just absolutely fantastic. So we are going to put some things in our show notes about that so that if you want to hear these things and want to expose yourself to these things, the, the information will be there for you to be able to do that because it's really, really, really good stuff. 
I'm telling <laughs> I'm you, I'm you so know, glad. I just was so, you know, I was telling Ray Myra that I was just knocked out by, by your presentation and by the content of your presentation. Just so, so good. And as you were saying, the important thing is to get the music out for people to perform the music so that others can hear it. And not just black Americans performing it, but making it part of the, of the repertoire yes. for American yes. singers or for singers from anywhere. You know, exactly. just beautiful, beautiful music. Tell me what the piece was. I've forgotten the, um, was it maybe Florence Price, the, the one where the mother and daughter were singing? That, that was uh, Watch and Pray, and that's Undine Smith Moore. Undine Smith Moore, yes. Yeah. Fantastic. That, that, that is powerful. That is powerful. powerful. Tell us a little bit about the story of that, and we will post that also in the show notes. Well, basically, it's a mother talking to her daughter, and, and you get the sense that the daughter is old enough to understand, mm -hmm. you know, the situation. They're slaves. Mm -hmm. And the daughter starts with mama, is Massa going to sell us tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And the mother's just mm -hmm. like, yes, 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 but just watch and pray. Just mm -hmm. watch and pray. And um, she says that a couple times, and then the daughter, towards the end of it, the daughter is trying to reassure the mother. Wow. Ma, don't grieve for me. Wow. I'm going to be okay. I mean, that is just so, it's just so moving. Yes. It's so yeah. moving. I mean, can you imagine, you know, I mean, we certainly have heard these stories through the years of, of these slave families mm -hmm. being separated, sold off from one another, never seeing each other again. Yeah. Just a horrible, can you imagine as a mother having your children sold somewhere else? Yeah. You know, it's just, oh my gosh, just horrible. This was such a powerful piece. Yeah. It was, you know, yeah. brought tears to my eyes. It's like, oh my God, you know, the things that that those people endured, you know, yeah. it's really, yeah. really, really something. Yeah. You know, and just like uh, the one question that was presented to me, and I, I didn't think about it at the time, but where, you know, it was one uh, white teacher singer, and she says, yes. how would I teach something like that? Mm -hmm. That's a tough one. But yeah. what, I, what I wish I would have told her is that, but we have so many other spirituals that you can yes. comfortably yes. teach. Yes, yes. But, you know, I, I thought that your response was so good so well crafted on the spot you know it was, okay. it was very good that it's you know kind of your own choice and and then the the whole piece about you know i can't walk in your shoes but mm. tell us that story oh yeah that was one of those um facebook posts with everything that has been happening in the world yeah. and uh one of my cousins shared it with me and a, a white man is out there holding a sign and the sign simply says i cannot walk in your shoes but I can put mine on and lace them up mm -hmm. and walk with you. Yeah, which is just so, such a moving, a moving thing. And, yes, and so much what we need. We yeah. all need to be able to walk with each other, whatever. Everybody's got a story. Yeah. Everybody has history. And we all need to be able to put our shoes on and walk with each other and support each other. That's such an important, an important thing. Yeah. And the thing, I think that one of the things we have to remember, or one of the things I think that we're always fighting against, walking with someone through their story does not diminish your story. That's right. That's right. You know, I think so many times we're put into this competitive nature. Yeah. Well, if you do this, well, you right. can't do that. That's right. But why not? That's right. Why not? That's but right. why not? 
you know. I might add a whole completely different spin to that than you have ever even thought about. That's right. That's right. And it and it helps us to to better understand the human condition in general. In general. You know, that we can all begin to understand each other, live together, support each other, and you know, just have a better life for everyone. You know. Yeah. 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 And I, I think it's very important too to remember that in our growing awareness, we cannot discount what has happened. Yeah. You know, and I think I mentioned it, you know, he, Stephen Foster played a big part of Hampson's early Song of America tour. Okay. And, you know, I think pretty much every black person in America yeah. has issues yeah. with Stephen oh, yeah. Foster. Yes. However, remembering when this white man was living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this period was of his time. world. That's right. That's right. You know? That's right. Um, yeah. And, we, and we, just because we don't like it, I think, you know, that's some of the things I think we have to, everyone, all of us, we have to get more comfortable with yes. is the discomfort. Yes. I agree. I agree. Because we all have discomfort of some sort or another yes. coming from some source. And you're right, yes. we have to get comfortable with the discomfort and be uh, comfortable talking about the discomfort and how mm-hmm. do we get beyond it and how do we make a world where, where that discomfort doesn't exist yeah. anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a battle. Yep. That's it's, a battle a, and a journey, no doubt about it. Without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> without yeah. a doubt. Well, Ray yeah. Myra, thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you so much for consenting to do this. It's wonderful. Oh, so thrilled that you asked me. So thank you, thank you. Absolutely. And I, I look forward to when the pandemic is over and we can get together in person and yes. have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank right. you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Greta. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. The holidays are coming up, and it's time to start thinking about gifts for those special people in your life. Do you know an aspiring instrumentalist or singer? Take a moment to head on over to the privatemusicstudio.net and check out the many offerings. There are options for folks of all ages and experience levels. Put a smile on someone's face with a gift of music. The Business Savvy Singer Podcast is brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. Singer.